<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, Gabby here. This podcast is intended to educate, inspire, and support you on your personal journey towards inner peace. I'm not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. Before we jump into the episode, I want to actually share a little secret with you. I've been getting a lot of people messaging me on social being like, wow, your skin's glowing. And I'm like, yeah, it's not just a filter. It's because I've been doing a lot of things to care for my skin, my hair, and my nails in particular. When you are in your 40s or if you've had a child or if you're going through hormonal things, your face, your skin, your nails, your hair, everything changes. And so we have to really take care of it and just go big with what it is that we're going to do to amp up our self-care and self-love. And self-love is not just a feeling, it's an action. And that's why Live Conscious creates supplements that you can easily add to your daily routine so you can show yourself that love every single day. And coupling clinical science with ancient wisdom, they're on a mission to help people feel more connected to themselves, one another, and the earth, which is why they're the perfect sponsor for this episode. This episode is all about connection. Live Conscious proudly partners with Eden Reforestation Projects to plant one tree for every purchase. And with your help, they're on track to plant one million trees by the end of the year. If you know me and you know that I'm always talking about my self-care routine, and I'm obsessed with collagen. And most people know of collagen from facial creams or serums, and it's this structure that keeps your skin smooth and supple. And the problem with collagen is that the collagen molecules are too large to penetrate the first few dermal layers of your skin if they're applied topically. So you can still use collagen as a supplement. You can supplement your diet. You can replenish your lost collagen, benefiting not only how you look, but also how you feel, your joints, your entire presence. And that's why I love Beyond Collagen. With one scoop of Beyond Collagen, which I put into my protein shake every single day, so I have my protein shake and then I throw in my scoop of Beyond Collagen, I am absorbing five different types of collagen with 20 amino acids. But it's supercharged also with vitamin C, which helps your body produce more collagen, and biotin, which I swear by for enhancing hair and nail growth. So combining five types of collagen gives your body the raw materials necessary to produce more collagen, leading to glowing skin and strong joints and beautiful thick hair. This product is naturally sourced from grass-fed bovine wild-caught fish. 
Avion and eggshell sources to make the collagen cocktail that benefits your whole body. For a limited time, you can get your next purchase of Beyond Collagen with an exclusive 15% off for Dear Gabby listeners only. Simply go to weliveconscious.com slash Gabby or use the promo code Gabby anywhere on the site. Again, that's weliveconscious.com slash Gabby for an extra 15% off. That's on top of their standard savings, valid for Beyond Collagen, as well as their entire line of 23 unique offerings designed to balance your mind, body, and spirit. Hey there. Welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back to Dear Gabby, my friend. Welcome back. Ah, what a big day it is. First of all, it's a big day today because tomorrow is the first day of my relationship challenge. I've been talking about this a lot. I've been obviously teaching a lot about relationships lately. And what I'm finding most is that we're longing for connection in this disconnected world. So the 14-day relationship challenge that I've created is all about giving you that sense of connection to the people in your life that you love most and those that you don't love that much. And it's going to give you a greater sense of connection to yourself. The challenge starts tomorrow. It's not just for people who are looking for love or people in romantic relationships. This covers relationships to yourself, to your children, to your loved ones, to your family members, to your coworkers, any relationship that's causing you any trouble, any relationship that you want to elevate in any way will be greatly, greatly benefited from the 14-day relationship challenge. It starts tomorrow. Just head over to DearGabby.com forward slash relationship. Today's episode is also going to really benefit your connections to others and to the world. Again, we're looking for connection in a disconnected world. So I want to open your heart today to the methods and the practices that I've used to deepen my connection to myself, my connection to a spiritual realm, and my connection to others. Ooh, it's a good one. This talk is from 2017. Oh my God. But the content is just as important as it was then. It's just carrying on, carrying on. I know that when I'm 90, somebody's going to be listening to my talks from 2010, and I'm going to be like, oh my God, still perfect now. My prayer for you today is that this bonus episode opens your heart to the possibilities of deepening that connection within, understanding how kindness is your superpower. And when you tap into that presence of kindness, compassion, and an open heart to others, you can absolutely transform your life elevate your super attractor power, realign with the presence of love within you, and crack open to your potential to just live in a different way. I'm really excited that this episode is out today. It will tee you up for the relationship challenge. So if you're not in the challenge yet, don't walk, run to your computer and go to deargabby.com forward slash relationship. Join me. It starts tomorrow. Let this show be the door that opens you up to the potential for that connection in your life. And trust that there's so much deepness in these connections, especially the connection to yourself. I wanted to open tonight by sharing my 9-11 story. 
We all have the remembrance of where we were on that day. No matter where you were in the world, we know where we were and we know how we felt. And we can never, ever forget. For me on 9-11, I woke up in the morning and I got a text message from my mother, very frantic, saying, don't take the subway to work. Something has happened downtown. At the time, I was living about 15 blocks from the World Trade Center. So I walk out of my house and I get onto 7th Avenue and I look down 7th Avenue and I see smoke coming off of the towers. And in that moment, I realized this was the end of the world as I knew it. This wasn't good. As soon as I started to become more conscious and aware of what actually happened, I started to head north and started walking uptown to my father's apartment. We were all just shepherded uptown in whatever way we could get away from what was going on downtown, unless we were brave enough to go there and be of service. And so here I was, and I was surrounded by panic, and I was surrounded by terror, and I was surrounded by fear, and I was surrounded by drama, and I was surrounded by chaos, and I was surrounded by more love than I had ever seen in New York City. More love than I could have ever imagined in New York City. People helping each other off the streets, taxi drivers taking people into their cars to bring them uptown, people holding hands, people crying, people loving each other and hugging each other. And in that moment, I realized that there were angels looking down upon us that day. Because that was the first moment I really knew what oneness meant. And in the midst of the darkest moment of our lives, all I could see was love. All I could see was kindness and compassion and oneness. On that day, all separation dissolved. All boundaries dissolved with love. All boundaries dissolved with love. Everyone was equal. You could recognize yourself in the other. You could see through the lens of love with no hesitation. And you could feel the connection amongst everyone around you. And I know you know this because you've seen this in your own city. You've had that experience. My hope that day was not that this would just be a fleeting moment, that this would just last for the few months following this tragedy or the year or every anniversary, but this would be something that we would prescribe to, that this oneness and this connection and this kindness and this compassion would be something that we would be. But that's not what happens. We have tragic moments in our lives and we come together and we remember our true nature because in those moments, nothing else matters. Nothing else is real. In those moments, only love is real. Only love is real. But we forget. And that's what our lives have been. Our lives have been moments of remembrance and years of forgetting. Moments, fleeting moments of remembrance and years of forgetting. And as a spiritual teacher and a spiritual activist, my job is to stand before you in this church tonight and remind you and remind you of your true love nature so that you can carry it with you wherever you go, so that you can bring peace with you wherever you are, so that you can bring love with you wherever you are, so you can bring compassion with you wherever you are. I am here to talk about kindness, compassion, and the greatest reason and the greatest source for our fear is our separation from love. The only problem we have is that we separated from love. We separated from connection. We separated from oneness. We separated from the faith of the people that are in our lives. We separated from the truth of who we are. 
We're separated from God. And in conversations like this and in churches like this, we have the opportunity to come back and remember. Now it's time for a quick ad break. So I was online the other day and I was actually on a plane with Sam, our producer, and we were flying to Ohio and we were just scrolling through this website looking for sunglasses and we find pear eyewear. I got to tell you guys, it is the most stunning, stunning eyewear. And I started to go through the site with my beautiful Sam and I was like, Sam, pick out some glasses for me. She picks out the Ella tortoise with black lenses and then chooses this black snap on the frame. And she puts the whole thing together for me. It was really easy to decide because Pear has a virtual try-on. So you can actually sample their wide range of frames right from your computer. So I got my Pear eyewear, totally obsessed. So glad that I let Sam style me. And I was walking through the city last week and this woman stopped me in the market and she was like, oh my God, where are those glasses from? Girlfriend, they look so good. Tell me where you got those glasses. And I said, oh, well, you can choose your own from a range of iconic base shapes starting at just $60. And she couldn't believe me when I told her that they could literally be just 60 bucks. And then you can choose from the hundreds of matching magnetic tops and make it really easy to switch up your look. So if you go to PearEyewear.com slash Gabby, you can get 15% off your first purchase. With Pear, you get a great pair of glasses, a great price, and they make glasses fun by swapping out frames and just easily snapping things on. Different looks are just easy to adjust, literally, thanks to the magnetic tops. It's just so cool. So you could go one day black, and then the next day you could be tortoise shell. It's just fabulous. So just choose a new top, remove the old one, snap on the new one. It's just like every day you have a new pair of glasses. They have so much behind their brand. They know vision is essential. So today, over 200 million children worldwide who need glasses can't get them. So every pair you buy, Pair provides glasses to a child in need. So get glasses as ever-changing as you are with Pair. Go to PearEyewear.com slash Gabby for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at PairEyewear.com slash Gabby. My hope is that you'll take these principles into your day-to-day life so that you can remember every day. And you can be on a journey of remembering and unlearning all the fear-based belief systems that held you back because true terrorism is just fear begetting, fear begetting, fear begetting, fear creating more fear and more separation. But what happens when the masses and the consciousness of the masses begin to collect more memories of love? What happens when more rooms like this begin to gather? We become spiritual activists. We stand in the remembrance and the truth of who we are. And in the truth of who we are, we have a ripple effect on the world. We have a ripple effect on the world. We can be light about it and we can be joyful about it, but we got to be serious about it because we cannot continue to be in the terror that is in our minds. The greatest contribution we can give to the world is to be more kind, compassionate, and loving towards ourselves and to others. That is our greatest contribution. So the first step is to practice the holy instant. A Course in Miracles teaches that the holy instant is when an ancient hatred becomes a holy love. When in a moment you suspend time, when in a moment you reconnect to that oneness and eternity and you forget all the ego belief systems that you had built up around your life. And that instant, when we begin to create more of it and more of it and more of it, the more comfortable we become in that instant. 
I have a very simple story of a friend of mine who was really struggling in his job. And he was suffering because his boss was really leading with an iron fist and really creating such drama in his life and making him feel so bad about himself. And every day he'd wake up and this boss would just make him feel bad. And he just couldn't get over it. Just every day would come to me and complain about this person that was in his life. And not only was it a person in his life, but the person that paid him that he had to see every day. And so he'd constantly come to me with the drama, with the drama. And I said, you know what? Let's pray about it. Let's pray for a solution of the highest good. And we said a prayer. And I said, let's pray to see him as a brother. What if you just chose to see him in his innocence, see him as a brother? And in that moment, he said, that feels pretty good. I can get behind that. I like that idea. Let me get behind that idea of seeing him as a brother. So he left me, and and he went on with his day, and he went home that night, and he opened his mail, and it was the holiday season. And in his mail, he opened to a postcard from his boss with a photo of his boss and his family, and they were all smiling, wishing him a happy holiday. In that moment, he was able to see him as a brother. He could see him as a father. He could see him as someone who had a wife and a spouse and a family. He could see him in his joy, and he could see him as himself. In that instant, he could see him as a brother. And he called me and said, I think I had the holy instant. I see him as a brother. And his relationship to this person has never been the same since as a result of being able to practice that moment, just that moment of seeing through the eyes of love rather than choosing to see through the teacher of fear. I invite you to begin to take this practice into your day-to-day life. If there is someone in your life that is causing you drama, or maybe it's somebody that you don't even know, someone that every day you wake up and you turn on the news and you just get terrified and angry and you start throwing popcorn at the TV screen because you're so mad about what you're seeing happening, really what you're doing is you're just taking that bat and hitting yourself over the head with it. And you are not taking ownership of your happiness and your joy, because ultimately joy is the greatest creator. But when we're in a place of separation and attack and judgment, we are in the lowest vibration there is. And people, we do not have time to be in that low vibration anymore. We don't have time for it. Not only do we not have time for it for our own joy, happiness, and success and peace, but we don't have time for it for the sake of the world. We don't have time for it. So I welcome you to go into your life and maybe you can think of that person who you've been judging and attacking and fearful of and and just say, I choose to see them as a sister. I choose to see them as a brother. Are you willing to do that? That's your first step. Kindness, compassion, and oneness. That's your first step. The next step is recognize the other person is you. I had an experience of this a year and a half ago when I was teaching at a retreat, but it was an interesting scenario because typically it's in a room like this where I'm the teacher and maybe I'll see you for a moment. But this was a few days on a retreat and it was only 40 people. And so while I was the teacher, I was also a participant and I knew a lot of the people that were there and I was becoming great friends with a lot of the people that were there. So there was a sense of camaraderie. And while I may be on the stage during the day, I'd be at dinner with everybody at night. So there was this oneness and this this group connection. And there was this one woman in the group who I really wanted to like, but I just really did not. And she was beautiful, and she was cute and young and fun and successful and really, really confident and very flirtatious. 
And I kept thinking, oh, she's such a flirt. She's such a flirt. Oh, she's such a flirt. And I kept judging her in my mind. She's such a flirt. She's such a flirt. She's such a flirt. And I kept, you know, if I think something long enough, eventually it's going to come out of my mouth, okay? So <laughs> they don't call me Gabby for nothing. So <sighs> I'm at dinner, and I'm, I'm walking around the dinner table, and I see her having a conversation with this really cute guy, and they're just chit-chatting back and forth. And I walk up to the table in front of a group of people, and I just look at her. I'm like, oh, my God, you're such a flirt. And she looked at me with horror. She was so ashamed and mortified and just upset. And in that moment, I went right into my own shame of, oh God, what did I do? I'm supposed to be the teacher. I'm supposed to be helping people, guiding people spiritually. I just put this girl down in front of everybody. But then I did what we all do, which is I started justifying my judgment. <laughs> I thought, well, she just really is just such a flirt. And whatever. I was just joking. It really wasn't a very big deal. I was just completely joking. It wasn't a big deal. And so I tried to blow it off, and I tried to, like, apologize, but not really apologize. And I just was just making a mess of the whole thing. And then I went to sleep that night, and I woke up. And the second that I woke up, I was like, oh, no. What have I done? And so I text messaged her, and I said, let's meet for breakfast so we can talk. And she texted back right away, and she said, good idea. So we sit down to breakfast, and this is a very strong, confident woman. And she's sitting across from me, and we're sitting at breakfast, and I'm just apologizing, but not really apologizing. You know, like, well, you know, I was just joking with you, sorry. And it just was not enough for her. And she looks at me, and she said, you know, that's just really, really, really hit a trigger and a wound for me. And you really, really upset me, Gabby. And in that moment, was like, this is going nowhere. So I said a silent prayer. I said, God, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. I don't know how to handle this. I am going down the road of ego and I am making myself right and I need a miracle. I need to, I need a miracle. And all I heard in that moment was recognize the other person is you. And then she continued speaking. And she said, you know, what you said really triggered me because I'm very uncomfortable with the idea of being a flirt because I'm only recently remembering and uncovering memories from my childhood where I got inappropriate attention from men. And in that moment, I knew this was my spiritual assignment. And I looked at her from across the table and I said, your story is mine. I too have only recently remembered and recalled traumatic events from my childhood that triggered the same wound. And looking at you and seeing you in your freedom and your flirtatiousness triggered me because that's how I want to be free. In that moment, I could see myself in her. I could recognize that the things that we judge about others are a disowned part of our own shadow. I could see that her wound was my wound. Her recovery was my recovery. Her story was my story. And all she merely was was a reflection of what I still needed to heal. I really hope you're enjoying this episode. I talk a lot in this episode about the power of kindness and the power of connection. And as you know, that connection and kindness is our birthright. It's the truth of who we are. And when we cultivate that connection, our life begins to expand. We feel more secure. We feel more confident. We feel more creative. And that's why I created my 14-day relationship challenge. As I mentioned at the top of the show, the challenge starts tomorrow. And it is something that I've put my heart and my soul into. You know, it's like the price of a Starbucks a day for 14 days. You can have the Gabby playbook for relationships. 
So head over to DearGabby.com forward slash relationship. I designed this challenge to address the most common blocks in all of your relationships. And in 14 days, you're going to be able to have the gift of releasing insecurity and learning how to set healthy boundaries and just opening your heart to deeper connection. So head over to DearGabby.com forward slash relationship to join us. A lot of guests come on the show asking me questions about their career. A lot of our guests have coaching businesses or wellness businesses or venturing out to become entrepreneurs or they're entrepreneurs on the side. They've got like a side hustle going. And I really love giving guidance on this because I built my business at 21. I started with zero business background and here I am today. And when I started, I was always piecing together what I could do to make things work. And I was always trying to you know, get all the tools and all the different web processes. And it was kind of all over the place. But then Shopify came in. This is what you need to start an online business. Whether you're selling vintage or recipes for ghee, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. If you're an entrepreneur thinking of being an entrepreneur, if you have an online business in any form, listen up. Shopify makes it easy and simple to sell anywhere, which is perfect for this modern world. And I really can't emphasize how seamless this is. You can even sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash Gabby, all lowercase, to see for yourself. Also, Shopify has all the sales channels sorted for your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Isn't that amazing? And my favorite part is that they make marketing simple. Shopify removes the guesswork thanks to its built-in help you create, execute, and analyze your online marketing campaigns. If you're listening to this and you think you want to start an online business, then stop thinking about what to do next. Head over to shopify.com slash Gabby. You can sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash Gabby, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Gabby to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash Gabby. I challenge you to start to look at the people whom you've been judging and try to see them as you. Try to see the perpetrator or the boss or the friend that just that disappointed you terribly. Try to recognize them as you. Try to practice that moment and say that prayer. Thank you for helping me see myself in them. Thank you for helping me recognize that the disowned parts of my shadow are just merely being reflected back to me. And it's the moment that we choose to reorganize our experience of others as just simply seeing them as a great divine universal assignment, as a mirror reflection of the darker parts of us that are still unhealed. That's when we begin to truly shine the crystal of who we are. And that's also when we really become free in our relationships and we transform our fear of relationships into faith in relationships. When we begin to see people in their truth because their truth is our truth, Satnam, truth is my name. And we see that truth in the moment that we recognize ourselves in them. Take that in, practice that. Take a moment right now to think about the people whom you've been judging and try to see for yourself well, maybe what I've been judging is actually something I've been judging about myself. Maybe I've been judging because something within me is triggered. Maybe I've been judging because I'm afraid to face what they are representing. Take that in. 
The next step is to see for the first time. This is another story from my next book, Judgment Detox. See for the first time. I've always had a very difficult relationship with my father since I was a child. And we would always really, throughout the years, just butt heads on the same issues over and over again. And a heated debate would become an argument in 10 minutes. And this pattern was just continuing and continuing and continuing. And there was drama and stories and repurposing the story. And it was just getting out of control. And then one Sunday, as usual, my father would call me, called me on Sundays, and he would say, you know, this is what's going on. And I would ask him the questions that I knew would really piss me off. And then he'd give me the answers that would really piss me off. And then we would immediately be in this really heated debate. We'd start raising our voices and we'd start yelling at each other and we'd start getting mad about things and, and we'd start, you know, just being so fiercely angry. And finally, I just, I just got silent and I just listened to him rant. And at the end of his rant, he said, you know, Gabby, I feel really judged by you. And I took that in because at the time I was writing a book called Judgment Detox. <laughs> And I said, listen, you know, I've actually been really getting intimate with this topic. And you're right. I am judging you. He said, okay, well, thank you for admitting that. It feels better to just know you believe in it. And I know that your birthday's coming up and my father's yard site, which is the anniversary of his death, is next Friday. So maybe we can go out to dinner for your birthday and go to temple for Poppy's yard site. And I said, yes, I'll be there. We hang up the phone and I really honored myself for owning my judgment. And later in that week, we meet for dinner, and we, of course, as usual, in typical Bernstein style, were about 15 to 20 minutes late for temple because that's how it always was when I was growing up. And we leave dinner, we run into the back of the temple, and we walk back very quickly into our seats in the very last row of the temple. And I hadn't been there in years but even though the interior had changed, the vibe of the space had not changed a bit. And the fact that my family was late was just had not changed a bit. <laughs> and so here we were, and we just entered the temple, and we sat down. And as the universe would have it, the rabbi's sermon was all about releasing judgment towards others and being kinder and more compassionate towards the people in our lives. And I sat there, and I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> And at the end of the service, the rabbi says, there's a family in this congregation that I'd like to acknowledge tonight. I'd like to acknowledge the Bernsteins. Edgar Bernstein's here with his children, Gabby and Max. And I want to acknowledge Edgar in particular. Because every year on his parents' yard site, he always attends the service. And he is in such deep devotion of his parents. And I want to publicly acknowledge him in front of the entire congregation tonight. And I went so far as to go into the records of the congregation and pull out his father's membership card from decades ago. And the rabbi pulls out the membership card from my grandfather, Seymour Bernstein, written in his own handwriting. And he says, Edgar, this is for you. And I look down the aisle and I see my father in tears. And I just walk down the aisle and I just push my stepmother aside and I grab my father by the arm and I, I hold him. 
And I hold him in that moment, and all I could see in that moment was his innocence. All I could see was a man who was respected by his rabbi and his congregation, a man who had devoted his life to his elders and committed the yard site every year to celebrate and honor his parents. I saw him as a member of a community. I saw him as a respected man. I saw him for the first time. In that moment, I saw my father for the first time. And my relationship to my father has not been the same since because I opened up to an awareness of him and a kindness of his presence and his personality that I cherish. We have an opportunity in any moment to see for the first time, to see and recognize the other person as us, to see someone in their innocence, see them as a brother, see them as a sister. But most importantly, dissolve all of the stories and all of the background and all of the dramas and all of the chaos. And so this begins with a prayer, saying the prayer, I really choose to see for the first time. I choose to see you in your innocence. I choose to see you in your innocence. And I really recommend this because it feels so good. It feels so connected and it feels so warm to be able to be in an experience where you're recognizing the innocence in another human being. And so nothing has been the same since that day. Taking a quick break from this episode to talk about a sponsor that has been a brand that I've loved. I fell into this little shop in California and I walk in and I'm like, oh, I think I just stepped into Gabby Heaven. And it was the Moon Juice shop. And I saw this little supplement on the shelf that was branded by Moon Juice, and it was called Super You. And I started to read about it, and it was about all about stress management and giving yourself that relief from the daily stress and giving you a daily stress care routine to stop stress before it started. So I was like, okay, I need this. This product, Super You, became my best friend on a book tour, became my best friend on a daily basis because I felt like I could finally have a natural supplement that could really support my stress levels. Super U is so cool. It's made with four potent adaptogens. Now, I love adaptogens. Ashwagandha is something that saved me when I was going through postpartum depression. Rhodiola, great for hormones. Shatavari and Amla to help alleviate the emotional, mental, hormonal, and physical manifestations of stress. Now, if you know me at all, which you're starting to get to know me here on the show, you know I love ashwagandha so much because it really helps regulate your cortisol levels and you can just get into that better mood. What I love most about SuperU is that there are three additional adaptogens in there to address the long-term effects of chronic stress, and they've really taken this seriously. Super U has been clinically shown to help reduce fatigue, boost energy and mood. And if you're a frequent listener of the show, you know that I share about brands that I genuinely love. I stumbled upon this product and immediately was like, bring it on. And I love everything Moon Juice, by the way. The whole brand is just epic. But this product really kicked it up for me. Super U is a cult favorite product at Moon Juice. It's their number one bestseller with over 18 million capsules sold and thousands of lives changed around the world. They're sustainably sourced, third-party tested, vegan, non-GMO, and bioavailable, which essentially means they are of superior quality for superior results. It's the real deal, guys. So just take two caps a day. Keep the stress away, my friend. To grab yours, 
head to moonjuice.com slash Gabby and use code Gabby at checkout for 20% off. The next step is that kindness created you kind. Now, how many of you are walking around every day and you're just getting on the tube for your long commute and you're just pissed off? I mean, just tell me the truth. Are there moments in your day when you walk into work and you're like, oh, this again? Or you come home from work and your family's annoying, you're like, really? We're back there again? Are there moments when you could be kinder? Yeah? Anybody today have a moment where you're like, I could have been a little nicer in that moment? I did. I wanted to get in the shower and I'd asked for my room to be clean. And then the room wasn't clean when I asked for it. And I walked up to the front desk and I said, I don't think my room was cleaned in the time that I asked for it. <laughs> Even Gabby Bernstein can be a real, you know what? So what are those moments when you witness yourself just out of alignment with your kindness? Because truly kindness created you kind. And so checking in when you're out of alignment with your kindness. I had a, a really interesting opportunity. I was uh, in Martha's Vineyard, which is a beach community in the U.S. I was on the steps of this little, there's this little shack where they make all this fried food and it's like $50 for fried oysters. You know, it's one of those like little very touristy places. And I was sitting on the steps of this little shack waiting for my $50 fried oysters with my nephew. And my nephew Eli and I were sitting there and we're, we're on my phone doing Snapchat filters. And he's just with his dog face, you know, on his Snapchat filter, sticking his tongue out to get the filter to come back to him. And we're sitting there and we're having a really good time with all the different Snapchat filters. And at the end of this little 15 minutes of filtering, this woman comes up to me and she's all greasy and she seems to be the owner of the place and she struts over and she goes, no phones on the porch. I was about to go cray on her. But instead, I had a moment where I remembered kindness created me kind. And I instantly looked at her and I said, what a great idea. What an awesome idea. You know, this is such a digital age. We're all on our phones all the time. But here we are at the beach. Why do we need to be on our phone? Thank you. What a nice idea. And she said, yeah, I know. It's a really good idea. And then she continues on and she's just, you know, saying, but you know, it was a really good idea, but nobody obeys the idea. And I'm like, okay, but I'm going to today. And she says, yeah, but you know, it's just such a hassle. And I said, but you know what? You've got a lot of people here. That's a good thing. She's like, yeah, but they're a real hassle. And I said, but you know, having a lot of people here makes sure that you're making a lot of money, right? And she's like, yeah, I'm making some money. And I'm like, you're making a lot of money, right? I'm making a lot of money. Yeah. Things are getting good here, even though it's crowded. I'm like, it's crowded, but that's good. Yeah, that is good. And we go on like this for 10 minutes and then she starts to start getting into the mantra. Yeah, I'm making a lot of money. And then she looks at me from across at this porch and she gives me a fist pump. In that moment, I realized there was two directions I could have gone in. I could have gone in the go F yourself lady and ran off to the beach. Or I could have gone in the direction of saying, wow, that's a great idea. What a good idea. Every given moment, we have the choice. We have the choice to lean towards love or we have the choice to lean towards fear. We have the choice to be in kindness or we have the choice to be in negativity and doubt. And it's our choice. But the funny thing was is that not only did it make me feel good, but later that night, my husband retold the story to everybody at the dinner table saying, I really admire how nice Gabby is. And he felt good about it. Not only that, but my little nephew, seven years old, got to see his aunt standing in the truth of her kindness, even when someone attacked her. He could see, I don't have to respond with negativity. I can respond with kindness. 
It's a lesson. It's a ripple effect. Everyone around you can notice and feel that kindness. So I challenge you with this step to just start to focus on being a little bit more kind in your day-to-day experiences, not just with the people who are your most intimate with, but mainly with the strangers in your lives, the people at the front desk who may not have cleaned your room when you thought that they should, or, you know, whatever these mundane, stupid things, but they have a ripple effect. And when you do act out, like I did today, immediately come back. Because I don't care so much about how perfect you are on your spiritual path. I care much more about your comeback rate. So in that moment, I realized I was really rude. And I walked back up and I remembered the woman's name at the concierge. And I said, you know what, Alexandra, you've been so awesome to me. Thank you so much for printing my outline four times for me. And thank you so much for being so nice and being so quick. And I apologize if I was rude to you before. And she said, oh, don't worry about it, honey. I didn't even notice. I mean, she probably gets way worse than that. But nonetheless, taking ownership of your attitude, your attitude can either elevate the planet or it can pollute it. And so what are you putting out? And recognizing that what we put out, we're getting back. What we project out, we perceive. Projection is perception. What you project out into the world you see is the perception of the world you see. So are you projecting out a world of anger and separation and judgment and attack? Or are you projecting out a world of love and kindness and compassion? Are you willing to have things go wrong and still be kind anyway? And still be kind anyway. It's easy to be kind when people are nice to you. It's easy to be kind when things are going well. But is it easy to be kind when things don't go well? Is it easy to be kind when the woman says, get off the porch? How can you be kinder in those moments on your own porch? How can you be kinder? Taking that in and realizing that this isn't just about, you know, the moment of kindness. This is about changing your life. Because when you start to change the patterns of how you treat others and how you see others and how you perceive others, you start to align with the truth of who you are. And when you get into alignment with that truth, you are in the absence of resistance. And in the absence of resistance, you become a magnet for everything that you desire. Abraham Hicks say that there is only a stream of well-being. You're either aligned with it or you're not. And one of the quickest ways to get back into alignment is to be kind, to be loving, to see through the lens of love, to see with oneness, to see for the first time, to recognize the other person as you, and to dissolve all boundaries with love. So I stand before you on the anniversary of 9-11, the most tragic event of our lives that was based on the core issue, separation from oneness. And I call on you. And I request of you that you practice one of these principles in your life, that you choose to just take one of them home with you and begin to shift your energy. And shift your energy for selfish reasons, everybody. Selfish reasons, purely selfish reasons. Because the second you start practicing these principles, man, do you feel good. You feel good not only because you're in the highest calibration, which is joy, And you've reached your way out of the lowest calibration, which is that separation and attack and hopelessness. And you're reaching your way out back into the highest calibration of joy. And in that high calibration of joy, you become a super attractor. You become a magnet for what you want. And you know that the universe has your back because in that alignment, everything is lined up. In that alignment, what you need is opened up to you. In that alignment, invisible doors open for you. In that alignment, people want to marry you. People want to date you. People want to hire you. People want to give you a raise. If you walk around with an attitude, who wants to hang with that person? How can we elevate our consciousness one thought 
at a time. And I invite you to begin to see yourself, not just as this individual person having an individual experience that's so separate from the world, but start to see yourself as part of a collective. Start to see yourself as a stream of well-being. And that when you tune into that stream of well-being, everything begins to open up for you. And when you are out of alignment with that stream of well-being, everything begins to fall apart. And start to pay close attention to what it feels like to be in that alignment and be in that oneness and be in that connection and be in that truth and feel the energy and the magnitude of how powerful you feel when you are in that connection. One prayer at a time one loving thought at a time, one kind action at a time, you get back into alignment. And when you're in alignment, you are lined up for good because you're feeling good. And it's good to feel good, guys. This is a huge step. A lot of you on your spiritual path start to feel better. You start to practice these principles and you start to feel better. You vibrate at a new frequency. You begin to attract more into your life. And then the fear-based voice within you says, who am I to feel that good? No, push it down. Take my mantra with you. It's good to feel good. Say it with me. It's good to feel good. It's good to feel good. Let that be your mission. Let that be your intention. And the more connected you feel to others, the more good you feel in your life, the more God you feel in your life. So take that in and know that the universe has our back is when we allow is when we make love our priority. It's when we take even one of the tools that you've learned tonight and practice it like a ritual. Listen, fear has become your ritual. Fear has become our ritual. I don't want to speak at you. Our ritual. Fear has become our ritual. Fear has become our repetition. Fear has become our story. Fear. And you are the dreamer of your dream. And you can dream a dream that is far more fun. So my hope and my prayer is that you make fun your priority, that you make joy your priority, that you recognize that it's good to feel good. So let's close with a prayer. Let's close with a prayer. Let's close by taking all that we spoke about tonight, all the connection, all the kindness, all the oneness, all the surrender. Thank you so much for your surrender to everyone. All the beautiful people that are speaking up and, and wanting their voices to be heard. Let's take all that we've created in this beautiful space tonight and let's bring it in. So eyes closed. We call on Dr. Wayne Dyer. We call on Louise Hay. We call on Gandhi. We call on all of the guidance who has come before us to lead us Align us, awaken us, and remind us of the truth of who we are. We welcome this divine wisdom to take us by the hand and walk us over the bridge from the world of fear and doubt and separation and attack and gently guide us back to truth step by step, guiding our thoughts, our consciousness, our energy, and our mind back to the truth of who we are, back to the holiness of who we are, back to the love of who we are, back to the light of who we are, back to the truth and magnificence and joy of who we are so that we can be free, so that we can be free, so that we can feel free and we can stand in our light and in our light we illuminate the world. 
together we say thank you. Thank you. Joining with me, thank you. Repeating this with me, thank you out loud, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, universe, for revealing to us all that we need to know. Guiding us towards surrender, guiding us towards relief, guiding us towards alignment with love. Take a deep breath in and feel that now. And on the exhale, release. We offer up all our fear and our doubt and uncertainty and we welcome in a new perception. We transform our fear into faith. And we always know that the universe has our back. Take one last deep breath in and release. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Thank you so deeply for being with me. Thank you. Thank you. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience at this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at DearGabby.com. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.